Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to our Catholics at Home podcast. Uh, as you know that, you know, last week we, we took a break. It was a long weekend, so the team members decided to take a short break to spend time with their families. Uh, hope you have missed and back today morning. If you have just listened to the song earlier uh, by Timothy, we have a segment called uh, Jamming for Jesus on Fridays. Uh, and you're welcome to join us. So there are two segments. We do this live segment every Saturday morning. And we also do one on Friday nights at 9.30 p.m., uh, giving an opportunity for our young musicians, Catholic musicians, uh, to, to praise God, to join, to join them in praising God also. So if you have not heard of Jamming for Jesus, uh, do look out on our Facebook uh, postings uh, every Friday at, at 9.30 p.m. Uh, and if you're wondering why it's me and not uh, Kachang Kevin on the show today, uh, so they have decided to, he has decided to take a break also. So this morning is left with me. Sometimes I wonder, you know, ordain the priest. Looks like I have to host the show too. And uh, so this morning, it's left to me to, to host the show, uh, to talk about uh, finding our way back home. Well, before we start, I'd like to just uh, welcome some people. Uh, very early in the morning, we had Aaron already wishing us good morning. So good morning, Aaron, uh, wherever you are listening from. Uh, welcome to our show. Uh, it's great to know that you are so excited and enthusiastic uh, to get ready to, to come on our show. And to all others who are here, Evelyn, Joshua, Joe, Cindy, uh, welcome, welcome to our show. Uh, on behalf of all of us at Catholics at Home, Hope you have a good session this morning, this conversation about finding our way home. As many of you already know, uh, we are slowly finding our way back to our churches. We started off with, with one mass a week. Now we have more masses. Uh, people are beginning to come back in different ways, in different forms. Uh, some are still hesitant to come back for various reasons. Some are not able to come back because of, of age restrictions or even health conditions uh, that do not permit them to, to come back to church. For whatever it is, uh, I think we are all still very united uh, in the sense, uh, in terms of coming and worshipping God, whether it's online or whether it's live. So this morning, we want to have a little conversation about how has it been? Now, it's over a month, I believe, that we have opened our churches uh, some have come back. I've heard very moving stories about people coming back and moved to tears uh, to be able to receive communion, to be able to listen to the word of God. More importantly, just to be in the house of God uh, after about four months of not being able to go. So this morning, our conversation uh, is with basically uh, focused on, on a little survey that had been done by some members of the Church of the Holy Family in Kajin about coming back to church. And so before that, uh, I'd like to invite Jonathan, uh, who kind of spearheaded this, this discussion. Uh, good morning, Jonathan. Hi, morning, Father. Hi, everyone welcome. that's tuning in. Welcome, welcome to Catholic at Home. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so I believe you are from Holy Family Kajin. I see your name, HFK, right? You know, HFK, Jonathan Pun. Uh, yes. Just a little bit about yourself, Jonathan. Well, I've actually, uh, I grew up in Kajang, um, and I belong to the parish of Holy Family Kajang. And um, I volunteer with the music ministry, and now um, with, with a younger and more demanding population in Holy Family, I'm also volunteering with the social communications ministry. Um, and, and that's the genesis of how we came about thinking of doing a survey to get people's feedback. Um, since RMCO, since the church have actually reopened, how they actually feel about this, yeah. Yeah. Have you have you yourself gone back to church? 
Yes, I have. Uh, so I was actually in the first few, I attended the first few masses um, in Holy Family Kajang, um, both as someone who was behind the scene helping to prep some of the FAQs to be put up on our website, as well as an attendee for the Sunday Mass. And, and let me just put it this way, Father, it really felt different to be able to go back to church. Um, and I think many of our survey respondents have also felt the same. And I think we'll go through later in the program about um, what was your feedback like going back to church for the first time after a long, long absence? Yeah. Well, just to, for, for our listeners uh, out there, uh, if you're watching us uh, via Facebook or YouTube, now Facebook has that feature about, you know, having a watch party, you know. Uh, so do share with your friends. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on YouTube. Uh, this morning, we have a little bit of difficulties, I think, uh, in, in sharing through uh, KL uh, channels. Uh, but if you go to our, our Facebook, Kathy's Home and YouTube channels, uh, you're able able to follow us. Uh, and uh, yeah, Jonathan, so coming back to, to our, our discussion, uh, in the sense that uh, coming back to church, you know, I, I, you know, I, I have two, two parishes that I look after. Yeah, so the response has been initially quite exciting, uh, then slowly it kind of tapered off. And you started a little, your, your team has started a little survey uh, Basically, yep. I, and I, I believe you have about 400 people who have responded. Uh, yeah, we did. To, we had an overwhelming response. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, find out. Um, so maybe, maybe you know, just before we enter into this conversation uh, and bring in other guests this morning, uh, maybe like just take us through the survey that you did, or you know, what, what did you find? What did you find from that survey, generally? Sure, sure, Father. So um, in this survey, we basically asked 13 questions, um, basically just trying to assess. What is our parishioners in general feeling about returning to church? Um, and what do they actually think about the period where they were attending online masses and how they felt about it? Um, because as you know, when we were attending online masses, a lot of the ministries were not able to run some of the activities which would otherwise be run. For example, your RCIA, your Sunday classes, and all the other formation activities. So we, we put forward this survey because we wanted to just evaluate and see what parishioners think um, whether the church has done the right thing to, to reopen now at this point in time, and if so, um, what do they feel about going back to church? Will they want to continue to participate in online masses? Do they feel disconnected? Do they feel more joined as an online community with one another? So, so those 13 questions were centered around how they felt about going back to church, how they felt going or attending online masses, um, and whether as a person who is not able to attend mass, be, be, be because they are actually of a certain age or maybe because they are unwell, what they actually felt um, attending online masses. So, so with this 13 questions that we asked, we actually had some very, very interesting um, questions uh, or rather feedback. Um, firstly, I mean, we had a very, very good population of age group that responded and more importantly, um, 95%, resounding 95% of them have actually attended online masses and um, I think there were some pros and cons. Some said that it was engaging. Some said that it wasn't as engaging as it would be if they were to be in, in church. For example, um, holding hands while they actually recite the Our Father or the prayer with, with everyone in the community in church. Um, and then, of course, um, when we asked the 400, uh, more than 400 surveys, we actually got 70% of them that said that they are actually willing to attend Mass in church right now. And there was only, I think, about 12% that said, you know, no, we won't. And the others were basically 
on the fence, I think, because they were trying to figure out where, where this COVID-19 pandemic is taking us, uh, whether will it get better, will it get worse? So I think that, that was generally the response that we got in terms of how they felt going back to church. Um, and in terms of the question that we asked, uh, we asked whether has online masses moved the church into a digital age? I think we had a very, very resounding, over 70% of them have actually said yes. Um, this lockdown has actually brought the church into a digital age. Um, and, and the people who are actually attending virtual masses, uh, more than half of them are actually willing to go back to attending mass in church once, it is actually, once they are able to do so. Um, so I think we, we do have some very, very interesting feedback. Um, especially with the ones who are not able to go back to church and they would like to attend formation. I think a lot of them, uh, more than half, actually says that they would actually consider going back to, to attending, for example, any formation activities in church, catechism classes. Um, and, and of course, the other half were still on the fence and they say that they will still continue to participate in online masters until it is safe for them to return to attend, um, to attend mass in church. Um, and I think one of the questions that we have, which we'll be bringing up to some of our volunteer guests, um, what they feel about the church centrality, and do they see that they lost their identity as a Catholic um, during the MCO period where they had no choice but to attend Masses? I think we were basically split as well. 50% uh, of them actually thought that um, not being in a physical church did not make them any less Catholic. And, but the other half felt that, yes, they really felt disconnected and slightly distant from the mother church. So I think um, basically that was the feedback that we got um, from the 13 questions that we actually asked. Yeah. Before I, I get to another question that I would like to ask you, maybe to our, to our listeners this morning, if you have been to church, uh, just describe in one word, uh, what has the feeling been? You know, uh, I mean, I know it's not easy to describe it in one word, but this is the challenge it's going to be. You know, I'm sure people like to tell us long stories to all our listeners out there. You know, you can use the comment section, uh, whether in Facebook or, or in YouTube. Just tell us in one word, uh, how has it been if you have gone back to church? What was the feeling as you walked into church? And those of you who have not gone back to church, uh, tell us what's holding you back. Uh, tell us maybe in one word or even two words. Or maybe, OK, let's be liberal this morning. Let's give them three words. <laughs> Maybe yes. three words. Uh, uh, three words. Tell us uh, what has been. What What is it that's holding you back from from going going to church? Uh, so maybe we can use that as as a kind of a also kind of a matrix to to understand people yeah. where they are. Uh, Jonathan, uh, coming back to your survey, uh, what's I mean? I'm sure when you started the survey, uh, I'm sure you had some ideas about you know what kind of responses. Were there any shocking discoveries that that the survey showed? I think for for us, um, one of the one of the shocking one was probably to attend mass. Um, whether they would like to prefer going to attending mass um, in person or whether to continue with online. I mean, personally, I I thought that there would be a more resounding responses geared towards saying that you know we would like to actually attend masses in church because it makes them feel more connected. But um, surprisingly, um, more than fifty percent of our, our respondents actually said that. They would like to to basically attend masses online if if possible um, until it is actually safe for them to do so. And I think we were also able to get some verbatim as to why why they felt that way. Um, I think a lot of them feel that being disconnected is one thing, but not being uh, part of the part of the 
physical community did not stop them feeling more of a Catholic. So I think that that's one of the surprising things that we got. Um, and then, of course, I think when we ask them about the question about where there is or when eventually there is a vaccine for COVID-19, will they think masks will be redundant? Um, we actually had a quarter of our responses that think that masks will be redundant once there is actually, you know, will be redundant with a vaccine. Um, I think it, those are the surprising feedback that we actually got from the survey, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's quite interesting to, to see. Uh, you know, I this has been the general conversation and observation also. Uh, when we had one mass uh, in most of our parishes, you know, uh, people were kind of like, you know, there were lots of people trying to sign up. And, I'm, and different parishes have used different methods of trying to sign up uh, for mass. But the moment we kind of increase the number of masses, uh, there's a kind of a general, you know, it's, it's finding, we are finding it hard to fill the churches. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, do, I can share you, it. Yeah, I, I can share that as an example. So, Holy Family on a on a good day would be able to fit a capacity of four to five thousand people. But with the implementation of the the guidelines of returning to church safely, um, the maximum that we could actually have is actually no more than three fifty. So I think the highest attendees that we had at Holy Family at any point in time was only three hundred and twenty. And we actually do see a, a downward trend in terms of people wanting to come back to attend mass in church. Do you see that as well, Father? Yeah, and, and I think this is the conversation that I've, I've had with other priests too, uh, that as we opened up more masses, we were finding it hard to fill the churches, uh, even though we could take more. I mean, for example, in my, in my own parish that I look yep. after, uh, we, I could take about, you know, slightly more than 100, uh, but last week, weekend, it's less than 100 uh, we are able to fill. And, and I think, you no, know, I'm looking at some of the comments, you know, someone saying, you know, still the fear of infection is there. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's at our doorstep, so that, that fear is, is, is still there. Uh, yeah. People are afraid to, to, come, to come out. But I do see that on the other hand, I mean, we've got some of our audience that are sending some messages. Um, I think we've got Margaret, um, who's actually commented that my first mass in church after the lockdown was really moving and I was really moved to tears. Um, I mean, when you were celebrating mass, did you actually witness that as well, Father? Did you see that the parishioners were moved when they came back from mass after a long after a long absence. Yeah, I, I think it's a lot of people felt that way, you know. I mean, it, it was a, a sense of like, you know, coming back to some sense of normalcy, you know. It, yeah. Here's another thing, you know, I think as people went back to work, people went back out to, to get groceries, you know. So all these little, little steps that they take, it, it kind of reinforces the idea that Despite all the things that you have to wear a mask, you have to distance, yeah. you you know, you can't hold hands, you can't congregate after mask, but it gives a sense of hope that some sense of normalcy is returning. Not so quickly, yeah. but slowly. Um, yeah. but I guess there, there are people who also have challenges, you know, and I think one of the challenges for I, I've encountered is especially those who because of their age, you know, uh, are disadvantaged and not able to come yeah. to church. Uh, we also have another That's situation true. in terms of, of nationality, you know, uh, uh, those who are not non-Malaysians are, are somehow not allowed to come back. So there's also a sense of dissatisfaction. So maybe this morning we have we have a whole yeah. uh, range of guests we want to listen to. Um, maybe we start off with, if we could bring, we, we could bring uh, Robert and, and Betty into the conversation now. Good morning, Hi, Robert. Father. Hey, good, good morning, morning Father. Hi, Father. Hi, Hi morning. Good morning, Uncle Robert. Morning, morning, Auntie Betty. Good morning, good morning, 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 
So I'm sure you've been, you've, been following, you've, been, you've been following our conversation uh, earlier uh, with regard to those who are those who are coming back, who are feeling moved, who are feeling touched, uh, you know, even into tears. Uh, and there are some who are not able to go to, to do those things. Uh, you know, uh, you you don't, both of you don't look above seventy. So I mean, <laughs> uh, in a sense that you know, but. Thank you, Father. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, but somehow you are not able to go back to church, you know, because even though the, the SOPs are, are, are a bit fluid in terms of not able to, not discourage because of the risk factors. Uh, have you have you gone back to church in any way? I, I don't think you have gone back to church, right? Uh, no, during Father. this time. Uh, maybe, maybe, Betty, you want, you want to start? You know, I, I've known you from my days of as a young priest, my first parish was in your parish you know i've known you since then and you have been a regular person at mass every sunday in the choir yes, et yes father i how remember does, you so well how does it feel betty i mean like you know uh, not being able to go to church uh, at this time because of the pandemic not that you don't want to sad father in a way very sad but um the fact that i can follow the masses online and um I appreciate the homilies because it's from, you know, other, like I, I watched Mass um, from Melbourne, Perth, even once Canada, Singapore, Father, because the Archbishop, he has a regular time, which I, I can really fit into. That's at 12 o'clock because early morning means no, a big no for me because I'm not an early riser. That's one thing. But Father, I've been so inspired, you know, I cannot say that. I'm sad, of course, eh, not to be in church, but the fact that I was given the grace, Father, the MCO has really been a wonderful time for me too. I must be very frank about this because the graces that I see, you know, that the Lord has given me. I've never followed so many masses in my whole life, retreats and uh, novenas, Father. So all this has really helped to strengthen my faith. And about, you know, about whether I need to be in that physical church for the church to, you know, give me my identity. Maybe just the term, huh? the Catholic church. I just belong to it. I find my identity there. But other than that, I need community, Father. I need to be with people, you know, because it has been like my mission, my mission now to be, what shall I say, helping, you know, helping anyone I can. And uh, I feel that the Lord has sent me people too. And I tell him it's for a reason. Because I know, Father, you know that I'm a cancer survivor. So um, he has blessed me in so many ways. So this is my way of repaying him, you know, the little bit that I can do. Uh, yes, I try to do it. And uh, yeah, Father, I feel that um, I really don't need that building. But I need people, Father. I need my fellow, uh, what shall I say? parishioners, my, my BEC, you know? Yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks, Betty. Uh, I, coming to Robert, Robert, I, I'm sure you are able to also uh, share the same sentiments of, of Betty here. Uh, now, Robert, you, you have been very much involved in, in community building uh, in, in BECs. Uh, during this time that not being able to go to church in some way, how have you felt Communal support, I mean, something that Betty has said that, you know, she feels lacking. Uh, has there been some activity in terms of your own community being supportive uh, during this time and you're not able to go to church? 
Now, being unable to attend church is one thing. Uh, following live streaming has a different meaning altogether. Although faith can be expressed, but we need to express faith in the community. So not being with the community, with the BEC members, with the parish at large is not good enough. It is something missing. Church as community is missing. And now I am not allowed to go back to church. Not allowed. And of course, I am very sad and disappointed. And I, I hear we have to register. And I am not even allowed to register. I'm not allowed in the swimming pool, in the badminton court, in the cinema. It's okay. But not allowed to worship in church. And I have to register and they say, no, you look 94, you cannot register. <laughs> and so <laughs> I feel that the only place I can go to without registration, without permission, is the Jalan Bukit Cemetery in Kajang. <laughs> now, uh, I fear for two things for the church, two worries. Over 70, we are somehow considered expired or are expiring. So we won't be needed in the church for the rest for a long, long time. And the second point is then that we know all people in the church. The second fear is young people who are at 11, 12 who have received Holy Communion cannot go back to, uh, cannot go to church and they may not want to go to church and we will have a hard time bringing youth back to church later because they are so used to, to home streaming. So I, I hope slowly Senior citizens who are fit, who are healthy, can be allowed to return slowly. Of course, we are careful about our health. Our, we are worried. The bishop is also very worried. He is concerned about health. But am I fit to go to church? I am not too sure. Number one, I'm very fit as far as uh, if I do not tell anybody my medication but with my medication i am as fit as a fiddle i have gone back to babington court but i cannot go to church and i hear i only hear because i can't attend the mass the church population is dwindling and they are appealing for more people to come to church uh, that is what i was saying the two fears so for me, after more than half a century of uh, receiving Jesus in church and not being allowed to receive him in the sacrament, in the church, is very unusual, although we have no choice. We have no choice. Uh, faith can still be expressed through the live streaming, the spiritual communion, but still there is something lacking, some feeling of some... Thing missing. So, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I really feel, you know, your yeah. sense of, of, you know, kind of disconnect with the church and, and, and frustration. I mean, that's quite normal. And, you know, after so many years of going to church, it has become 
your DNA, your every Sunday regular thing that you do. Uh, it's very different. And you talk about community. And this is something that maybe I'll ask Jonathan also. I mean, I as a priest, I look at it, you know, I, and I said this uh, a few weeks ago, celebrating Mass is not the same anymore uh, because part of that whole celebration is interacting with your community, which I'm not able to do before Mass or even after Mass, you know, uh, because immediately after Mass, everybody is asked to leave the church. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and as a priest, I, I really feel that disconnect sometimes, uh, not sometimes, but even every Sunday uh, that, you know, I, I'm not able to interact with, with the flock, with the people that come, you know, it's like a group of strangers coming and then living as strangers. Do, do, you, do you feel that when you've gone back to Mass? Yeah, I think you're right, Father. And um, I think before that, just wanted to to assure Uncle Robert that, you know, I can attest that you are fit as a fiddle. Um, but unfortunately, you know, when it comes to the church reopening, there are certain guidelines that unfortunately you have to follow from the government. But coming back to Father Clarence's question, I think I do feel that once I attend Mass, I, I feel that connectedness. But, you know, when I look around and I see that, you know, the next person is three or one to three meters away from me, it feels a bit disconnected. Uh, but what really helps is that uh, for me, I actually have a prayer group. And so we use that prayer group as a form of uh, connectedness. Um, we, we share prayers, we talk about what we actually go through at work or in life. And that kind of gives us a sense of belonging because yes, I may not be able to linger after the church and catch up with my friends or catch up with my buddies. but going online and being able to express those frustration and having uh, some sort of a community gives me peace knowing that, you know, I, I don't just feel this alone. There are people in my BC, there are people in my church that is also going through the same challenges. Yeah. Now, Robert, you talked about your second fear. Your, your second fear was about the young people. Now, I just want to bring in two young people into this conversation uh, that we have. Uh, so, Betty and Robert, stay, stay with us for a while. Uh, let's listen to, to two young people who are not able to go. Uh, I'd like to bring in Chloe. Hi, Chloe. Hi, Chloe. Yes, Chloe. Hi. <laughs> okay. And Eliana and Alicia. Yep. Good morning. Hi, Eliana. Hi, morning, Alicia. Now, you, you just heard Uncle Robert say that his fear is young people will not go back to church uh, after this. Uh, so... I take it that the both of you have not gone to church, right, uh, in this last four months. How, how has it been for you? Uh, maybe, Chloe, you want to start? You, you, maybe if you could put your microphone closer to your, to your mouth. Uh, yeah. Uh, we can't hear you, Chloe. For some reason, we are not able to hear you. Chloe, are you, you want to try again, Chloe? Yeah, Chloe is, is muted at the moment. Maybe. Yeah. I feel sad. Ah, okay. I didn't catch you, Chloe. Can you can you say yeah. that again, please? I feel sad because I cannot receive the Eucharist and the body of Christ. 
You miss the Eucharist uh, in the body of Christ. Yeah. yeah, she feels sad because she can't receive the body of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Eliana, Alicia, how do you feel? Oh, we are having some technical problems this morning. We can't hear you, uh, Eliana. Somehow your, your, your microphone is muted. Mm -hmm. Yep. You want to try again? Oh, we, we, we still can't hear you. We still can't hear you. So maybe you can come back to Chloe. So maybe Chloe, um, I, I know you do feel sad and you do miss coming to church. So so what 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 have you been doing during the period where you were not able to attend church? Can you share with us what were the things that you you have done, like on attending online masses? I yes, I do attend online masses and I see the gospel on YouTube and watch stories. And also, I watch the children's gospel mass, and my mother, mother, says thanks to me because when they stay online mass. So my mother, my mother explained to me more about the oh. So mommy and daddy will watch the online um, masses, and then they will actually explain to you about uh, the gospel. Is that is that what you shared? Yeah. And how about you, Eliana? Can you hear us? You seem to have some yeah. technical challenges there, Father. That's right, yeah. So maybe, Toby, can I ask you this question? Now, this is Uncle Robert's fear. Uncle Robert's fear is that when the churches reopen, young people will not come back to church. Ask you when the when the church reopens, will you go back to church? Yeah. So Robert, that's your answer. You heard it from a young person that she will go back to church. So there is hope, you know. So your your second fear, you know, may go away. I'm not talking about everybody, rather, yeah. but the really. number may dwindle. Yeah. yeah, because they have got used to staying at home. And I think that's that's true of also not just young older people who have gotten used to that you know and then uh, we, 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 we we may go straight home go straight <laughs> home to our father we are in challenging times uh, as, as, as we all know i mean we all keep saying that this is unprecedented we have never gone through this before you know uh, it's in my lifetime i don't know about robert in your lifetime something like this has happened also, Betty, I, I don't think something like this has happened in your lifetime. No, uh, Father, not at all. This is something very new for all of us, uh, and yeah, we are indeed, trying to find our way. Uh, of course, this, course this is not our wish. This is not our choice. Is it? Yes. <laughs> true. Very yeah. true. So, you never know. Uh, yeah, we've got some messages coming in, Father. I think we've got a lot of well wishes. Um, I think we've got Angeline, we've got uh, Dorothy, Margaret, Ophelia. Um, they've actually shared and actually sending their best regards to uh, Uncle Robert and Auntie Betty and asking them to, to be strong and hang on um, yes, and, and to be safe, most importantly. Thank you. 
And sometimes, you know, challenges like this make us stronger. You know, uh, you know, we don't wish for something like this, but when it happens, we could come out stronger. Than before. We still have After Ian, the I, voice can over. You hear it? <laughs> we are still having a bit challenges. So maybe uh, Eliana and Alicia will, will bring you in again uh, in a short while. Uh, yeah, just just stay, just stay with us. Uh, perhaps uh, perhaps we could bring in. Uh, some of the others who have gone back to church, you know, uh, uh, we have Glenn, uh, we have Patrick and wife, both husband and wife. Uh, if we could bring them into the conversation this morning. Uh, yeah, just a bit while Mark tries to organize this. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, keep sending us your messages. Um, if you have anything you wanted to share about returning to church or, or what you feel like coming back to church or some of the challenges if you've not been able to attend mass um, um, since the RMCO period, do, do drop us a message. Um, we, we will be more than happy to read them out um, during this show. Good morning, Glenn, Gino, Patrick and Hazel. Good morning, Good morning Father. everyone. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Jonathan. Catholic at Home podcast. Now, now I'm sure you have been you've been you've been listening to the conversation uh, earlier. You know uh, the challenges of those who are not able to come uh, because of the age restrictions. Uh, we have you know Robert and Glenn. Uh, then we have the younger generation. Uh, Robert has expressed his fears. Uh, Betty has talked about the lack of communal interaction. Uh, you know, and uh, Chloe has given us some hope in terms of that she, she will go back to church. Now, both of you. Uh, in terms of, I mean, the four of you, you have gone back to church. Uh, maybe let me start with Glenn and Gino. Uh, what was your, your initial feeling walking into church? I think it felt great for us, Father. Really uh, a sense of uh, you know, achievement, if I can say. To come, I, if you asked us this question a couple of months ago, we never would have uh, foreseen that we could ever have this day of saying we could come back to church. Yeah. Very, very meaningful to be back in the community, yet felt a bit distanced because all of us, of course, had to keep our social distance. Um, so the fellowship maybe was a little missing, but just seeing Jesus on the cross there in church, and that was very meaningful, very meaningful. Yeah, coming, Patrick and, and Hazel, uh, just to ask you, and I think one of the things that we asked in the survey is that, you know, this MCO has pushed the church into this into this digital world, you know, uh, somewhat, you know, uh, maybe we had the idea of going in, but, you know, we were not as quick, but the MCO has kind of pushed you. How has it been, I mean, for you, seeing, you know, being mass online, uh, you know, that sense of, did you find that somehow you know the church was able to to provide you uh, what you needed during the time when you were not able to go to church? I I think it's a uh, for us uh, for us uh, it was um, it was quite natural. We like to interact online, and um, uh, even in our professional capacity, we we started doing webinars uh, and. The, the only difference is um, we, you don't have the physical, um, the smells, the sights, the sounds, you know. You're only looking at one screen. That's the, the big difference. 
but uh, like what um, uh, uh, someone else pointed out earlier, you know, you get access. I think Betty was pointing out, you get access to to masses around the world. You know, um, any almost any hour of the day. You know, and that's a wonderful um, uh, uh, benefit uh, that we've got. You know, so it's it's a fresh experience. Um, but you miss the because in the Eucharist when you go to church, especially, um, you know, I, I don't talk about PC masses. I talk about going to church. The sights, the smells, you know, the sounds, all of that part we miss. You know, we only see on screen. You know, so that's yeah. that was the. Yeah. But was it initially challenging for, for both of you when you initially had to register and go through uh, what some may consider as, you know, so many process or SOPs? How, how, did, did you feel frustrated during all of those? Um, actually, uh, we are used to filling up Google Forms and registering things online. So for us, we don't speak for everybody, but for having people on the internet people, it's a normal thing and it's just a natural step and it's a good thing, I think, for us to do that so that the church knows exactly how many people have filled up the capacity that, is, uh, that they allow. So I, I do not see it as a hindrance or a frustration for, for us anyway. Uh, of course, it, it affects our our liberties. La. We're not uh, free to just walk into church in and out like that. Um, but it was, it was a bit of but thrill because when we are when we were walking into church that day, uh, we get to see. Uh, you only see the top part of the first head, right? Everybody's mask. Uh, but you get to see the, the the thrill in seeing people that you've not met for a long time, you know. And I always want to go and hug them and, and say hi like we normally do, but yeah. social distancing, so we can't we can't express that, you know. I think maybe Uncle Robert might have felt that as well. You know, um, you want to have that feeling of community. So, you know, we just wave from far, you know, and we recognize each other and they come to our, to our kids in church. Well, I, I just want to share quickly, uh, as an introverted person by nature, uh, this social distancing actually allows us to go to church, experience all the sights and sounds and, and all that, and yet have a little bit of distance and I find that is very solemn when I worship and pray. It is kind of way that we are all together because Sunday is very packed. Sometimes we get distracted. Sometimes, you know, we get distracted because uh, the other people next to us are making some funny things or children crying. I, I yeah, felt I get what you mean. And I can, there is a good side to the negative. So you, I think, I think that's an interesting insight. Um, the positive, the negative, yeah, some challenges with the audience. Yeah, it's a, bit, it's a bit scratchy, but I understand what Hazel was saying as a person who's introverted. That I think she welcomes the idea that maybe. She is able to participate in all of this, but still doing it at a, at a safe distance. How about you, Glenn and Juno? Do you do you echo the same? I mean, when when you does all of this registration and all stop you or make you feel you know that it's so challenging to go to church these days? 
No, it was actually exciting to be able to go back and receive the Eucharist, which was not uh, possible online. So that was a big challenge. I mean, it was always for us, it was always um, a spiritual uh, food for us every week. You know, it was a blessing for the week. We have the Eucharist and we felt, you know, um, yeah, that was really important. So having been able to receive that back again, that was, that was an yeah. immense I think Jonathan, I think, yeah. worth any trouble, yeah. It's interesting. I mean, uh, what crosses my mind is that, I mean, looking at Glenn, Genu, and Patrick, and his, I mean, just looking visually, I, I think you 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 come under that, that middle age category. Uh, <laughs> younger people. Uh, I may be right, I may be wrong, but if I'm wrong, I'm, uh, please forgive yeah. me. <laughs> Father, you say that. I, I didn't say that. Father, you say that. <laughs> <laughs> and you can get into trouble very quickly, so I better be very careful. Uh, no, I mean, for example, I mean, among your the circle of friends, you know, uh, are, are there people who are saying like, you know, oh no, I'm quite used to now the social I, to the online masses. I'm not going back to church. Have you heard something like that among that age group of people to, who are saying that you know I'm quite comfortable now with this. Uh, I don't need to go back to church. Do you hear something like that? I think that's a good. That's a good. Uh, uh, question for the and uh, we do hear mixed pictures and um, we if I can say for both of us uh, coming from the uh, age group of in the generation X where we, we never grew up with uh, in, in that IT uh, platform as much I still do my, a lot of my banking going to old school so Online to me, I think to us, really, um, uh, we kind of miss that physical kind of connection, being in church and having that uh, physical interaction. So, but we have people also who 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 speak likewise, Father, and you know, and I probably that falls for the generation Z and the millennials who grew up in that IT platform, and this may be stupid for them. But again, uh, I think the church. To me, one of the things which always comes to mind is the church is empty or, or without the people. I think that's a key word. So the people make up the church, you know, all of us parishioners. Yeah. Yet to answer your question, I think we've had a lot of friends, uh, not just from our age group, even uh, uh, my mother-in-law, for example, she attends a mass from New Zealand. She finds the homely very meaningful, you know, different. And my brother from New York, he attends mass from Bangalore. So now we have that open to us to you know like auntie betty was saying to listen to several masses several homilies from different uh, places areas uh, but sometimes it's a challenge to sit together in communion together for mass that, I, I mean we find sometimes that challenge even in our own houses with you know our boys attending something else and we having a different time that we attend mass um, yeah. Jonathan, did, did, did your survey show anything like that? I mean, in terms of people who are, you know, who are saying that is there a percentage of people who are saying that they will continue with these online masses uh, and not go I, back to church? I think we had a very, very small percentage of it. I'm just pulling out now. Um, we had about forty percent of them that favored continued online masses because it has its benefits. And I think some of the feedback that we got was that it reaches new audience. Um, it provides accessibility for those who actually need it. There's some flexibility 
And I think one of the feedback that we got was um, the vaccine may not be the end of it. And I think uh, echoing all of this, we, we got actually 41 or more than 40% of them that favored continued online masses. Yeah, I, I think I, I heard 40? from yeah from, from Betty in, um, in I, saying that now you are, with this online, you are literally, you are all over the world. The mask. True. Very you're true. Not, you're not confined to Assumption or Holy Family Kajang or St. Thomas More. Uh, from the comfort of your home, you can be in New Zealand, you can be in Australia, you can be in New York, you can be in Canada. Uh, an important question for me as a priest, I like, you know, uh, does that in some way make you disconnected with the local church when you have this ability to go anywhere, you know, uh, whether it's Singapore, Australia? Let's let's be honest. I mean, maybe sometimes the homilies there are better or the music there is better. People do church shopping all the time. That's a reality. But does that somehow uh, disconnect you with, with your local church, your, your neighborhood church in that sense? Uh, you know, maybe, Betty, you want to say something? Maybe, you know, uh, you have been following masses everywhere, you said. Yes, Father. Somehow, you know, you really miss your friends, your parishioners. So it's, it's, I mean, we have to seek consolation somewhere. So the fact that, you know, we are able at least to follow it online is one thing so great, Father. If, <laughs> if this didn't exist, I don't know what would happen. It would be, oh my gosh, such a big tragedy. But, you know, of course, you, you really miss your, your friends, your parishioners, your parish priests. Yeah. I think we got to see him when he came to do the anointing. And that was very great, Father. When he came to the homes to visit, that was very, I mean, because we hadn't been to church for months. And then we were told that he was coming around, you know, to visit the BCs, especially people in this age group and those who had no chance of going to church. So he came, he anointed, because my, my spouse is not well, so he anointed him. And I too was fortunate then to receive the anointing and communion. And then after that, able to receive communion from um, the BCs. So that was good. That was good. That, but it's only just uh, on Sundays. But that's still very, what shall I say? I mean, good for me. Yeah. Once a week, it's yes, still so, very so good. It's, it's interesting Rather that than nothing at all. It, it's not just it's not just the the yeah. physical building that you miss. Uh, yeah. The church, I think, I think it was uh, Jim who mentioned it's it's the community that you miss also. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So the church is not just the building. Uh, not yeah. the presence uh, that you are not able to go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think on this note, brother, we do have some messages that have come in. I think uh, many people have actually echoed what we've been discussing this morning. I think we've got Vincent Raj that shared, um, St. Ignatius Church allows people over 70 as long as you're healthy, but need to register under Archdiocese guidelines. Um, and then we have Josie Ng that have said that never in her life she thought that there would be a day that she has to register to go to church and also be given a designated seat. Yeah, so I think we've got very, very interesting messages and very varied messages coming in. But of course, I think we, we are seeing a lot of support um, and also a lot of push for the vulnerable age group um, to be allowed to be returned to church. And I think that is something that we constantly work with the Archdiocese and following the guidelines so that we can actually allow more and more people to return to church. Yeah, I, I think it's important to remember. I think for me as a priest, I think this is something that I, I 
I have been reflecting. You know, every parish uh, has got different talent pool. Uh, every parish got different resources. So everyone is trying to find a way that that suits them. You know, so sometimes people are comparing. For me, they're asking why this parish can do this, why this parish can't do that. That's always this, you know, constant battle that that you know that my phone keeps lighting up and asking me. But we also realize that you know it all depends on you know what's available, how fast we can move. Uh, yet maintaining being cautious, you know, uh, looking at the, the situation. Um, maybe yeah, this is where I think I, we want to bring in uh, two volunteers yep. uh, sure. into the conversation. Sure. What are the challenges they so are facing in in preparing preparing for? So we have Mark. Uh, and uh, we have Glenn uh, with us. Uh, yeah, so Glenn is uh, Betty's son, so they need to share mics now. <laughs> so, Mark, maybe, I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe we start with you, Mark. Mark, I mean, you have been involved. Yeah. Uh, you are a volunteer uh, at Holy Family Kajang. My first question, because I, I checked your website, you are asking for volunteers to come and help. You know, Are you getting yes. an overwhelming response for people to volunteer help navigate through this difficult situation uh for volunteers we actually are in fact father uh so we actually have to so we've already set up a certain you know uh, sop within our church as well and uh, you know for the registration team how many volunteers we need temperature check how many volunteers we need and the sanitization team and uh, in fact we have to limit uh, the amount of volunteers coming forward so uh, really praise praise the lord because uh, we were a bit concerned as well uh, into whether we could actually get uh, people to come and help out you see but we actually have to uh in a way tell people to sort of be on standby because uh, we actually have enough volunteers to go about uh, as it is now you see yeah and so if i if i ask you mark i mean i mean if you say what are the top three challenges at the moment uh in terms as, as volunteers uh what are the top three challenges that you are you are encountering yeah. in terms of welcoming people back to church uh <laughs> Well, I think the the biggest challenge that we get asked a lot, and I think it was mentioned uh, quite quite extensively during this uh, podcast as well, is that why am I not allowed in church? Uh, you know, people think that we are the gatekeepers or, or that 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 person who's like no that police, you know, that that don't allow you to come in. But uh, I I think we have been given a very difficult task, and uh, I can safely say that it's not that we allow or don't allow people. We this is God's house at the end of the day. We it's not for us to say. Who comes and who doesn't come you see but uh unfortunately there is an sop that we have to stick to so i think the, that is the biggest challenge la. you know of course it's not i i'm not happy as well that i have to turn people away in a sense you know and uh so that's one of the biggest challenge i think number two also uh sittings <laughs> because for us in our church we actually uh, pre-assign seats and uh, some people have come up to us and, and and say like you know why did you assign me this particular seat uh, unfortunately, I think the simple answer to that question is that uh, we don't know who is who. You see, like, I don't, I don't purposely put Jonathan Kung in a certain seat. You know, for example, uh, it's a first come, first serve basis. Uh, in case in a, in a case for our church, you know, we have we uh, put a system in place, so whoever registers first will get uh, you know the seats first, like, essentially. So I think seating also some people have been uh, giving us uh, some feedback and comments like, on how we can improve. So of course we looked into that as well. And uh, other than that, I think the biggest challenge we have is the, to reach out to everybody. I think Holy Family Kajang, we have quite a big pool of parishioners. And we've been trying our best to at least reach out to everybody and to inform people that, uh, you know, you can come back from us. And I think some people say that, you know, a lot of people are not 
technologically savvy. And I can understand that, and that is a challenge we can understand, but I feel that with every challenge comes an opportunity. So we feel that that's the opportunity where BC leaders or zone leaders can actually then reach out because we say that you can help people register. Example, let's say Jonathan, for some reason, doesn't often know how to register himself, but he knows me as a friend, right? So he can say, Mark, can you help me register? So I, I can help Jonathan register, you see. So instead of seeing that as a roadblock or a challenge, I think that's one way we can maybe connect better with our BEC. So that's one of the challenges that we face as well in terms of the people reaching out to us saying that there are families who don't know how to register online. And then I think the simple answer for us is that reach out to them, speak to them, get to know them, right? And then register for them, you know, because the system that we put in place uh, allows you to help each other register for masks. So I think that's the top three challenges that we actually face. Glenn, you're from Assumption, Glenn. Uh, yep. You know, in terms of capacity, you know, what, what's the, the number of people that you can take maximum in, with the social distancing, everything in Assumption? 195. 195. Calculated. And now, and now you have how many masses over the weekend? In the weekend, we have two. One on Saturday, 6.30, and Sunday, it's at 9.30. But for these next two weekends, because of our parish fees, we've switched it to Sunday sunset just for two weeks, sunset 6.30. Are you able are you able to fill those numbers that's 195 yes we have okay yes we have some of they've been vacancies also uh, and is it because people register and don't turn up or or people just don't register what what, what is what is the challenge there Uh, I think we have some challenges there with Glenn. Mark, I mean, Mark, coming back to your, yeah. Do you have people who register and don't turn up? Yes, we do. Yeah, we definitely do. Actually, in fact, on average, our attendance rate every week is about 80. The best was 82% uh, attendance rate. But uh, we've been doing this for the past four or five weeks, and the average attendance rate is actually 80%. So about 20% of people will register and uh, don't show up as well, yeah. Yeah, Jonathan, you were saying something, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the questions that we actually also asked Father during the survey was um, whether the parish boundaries would become redundant with the continuation of online masses. And there was actually, and if I can just highlight this to Uncle Robert and Auntie Betty, that there was a resounding 70% of them that actually feel that this will not be replaced. Um, the online masses will not be replaced. They still prefer to go back for, you know, to go, go to church and attending uh, masses. So I think, I mean, as a volunteer, Mark, maybe I can also ask you this. Um, you, you see that there's a capacity of about 80% and all uh, of uh, people showing up for masses. Um, and what are the feedback they normally share with you? Clearly, these people do feel that by going for online masses, it will not be uh, a substitute uh, uh, for attending mass in person. So what, what are the feedback that, that you've gathered so far? Uh, well, to be honest, the 20% who don't show up, a lot of them actually don't give us a, a response. Like they don't give us a reason as to why they don't show up. Okay, uh, but what about the 80%? I mean, when, when you get to meet yeah. them as a volunteer, what, what is their feedback? What is their sharing? Are they happy or are they anxious? Are they, you know, frustrated with the process of registration? Uh, so far, they've actually been very happy. Uh, suffice to say, I think so far we haven't had complaints per se on our registration process and uh, entering of church. Uh, in that sense, but uh, they're actually definitely very, very happy. And of course, uh, after two, three masters, sometimes we see the, the same parishioners coming back and then they actually say like, you know, hey, 
uh, I would really still love to bring my my parents, you know, who are above 70 back, you know, when can that happen? And I think when they ask us that tough questions, it's always very, very difficult uh, for us to answer. So I think I think that's the biggest frustration that they, they still feel. They're not angry about it per se. Uh, I mean, I think they can appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, that, that safety and that concern is still put in place. Uh, but they're definitely frustrated. And of course, we are frustrated as well. So, you know, uh, because like Uncle Robert, I've, I've known him since I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Know, and and not, not seeing him in church also is like, it's a bit weird. La. So so definitely we feel that frustration as well. Yeah, yeah I think I think you're right on that point. Um, but I mean, especially when you're volunteering in HFK, Holy Family Kajang, do you see a, a good demographic of people returning to church? I mean, we, we could take a capacity of 320 people in Holy Family Kajang. So when they, when they attend Mass, do you see a, a, a good segment of different age group, uh, population and different zones coming for, for Mass? Yeah, uh, so actually, uh, we can actually feed 374 uh, people in okay. our church now. Yeah, uh, and uh, yes, we actually do get a quite, quite a good uh, demographic. Uh, even people bordering the line of 70s, you know, so they, they, they do come as well. So, and uh, we've had some very good stories. Uh, in fact, some people uh, came came on and like, like I was mentioning earlier about those who had difficulty registering online. Uh, I would say it's actually a very small percentage, but there were some parishioners who really did not have a smartphone. They did not have any internet at all, but they reached out to the neighbors and the, the, the BC. So we had one, one uh, well, I would say family, they brought along their neighbor or their zone member you know, and uh, because they didn't have access to internet and all. And I think that without this exercise that we have, they probably would have never even met or connected in that sense, you see. So I feel that like there is some good that comes off uh, from this yeah. registration process as well. Yeah, I think that goes back to the earlier, earlier point that you've also made that um, going into this MCO, somehow has actually helped the church move into a digital age. And that was some of the feedback that we also got from the survey that a lot of them agree with that, that we have actually moved into a digital age. And we also see a lot of messages coming in from our, our feed that says that, you know, they are participating online masses, they are listening to various homily by different archdioceses, different countries. And I think that that gives the color as to the mother church, as, as to being a Catholic, what, what is that all about is that you are universal, you're part of a, a, a worldwide community. I mean, I think we, we, as a volunteer, probably some of the challenges that you also have is to tell people no and all. So I think, I mean, as much as we can, we, we will encourage um, people of different age group to be to come back for masses and, and we hope that we can continue to work with the authorities as, as Ashkale um, to, to work on the SOP and all. But coming back to you, Father, I mean, you, you serve two parishes, right? Uh, what were the, some of the feedback that you have gotten so far when, when people come back and they actually greet you and they see you? Are they elated, that sense of elation? Is that something that you also see across, um, like what Mark has also shared? Yeah, I, I think that's that's something that's across the board in the sense that, you know, I, I mean, I serve two parishes, one rural, one urban. Uh, people, I just want to come back. But I, I, I share what Mark has said. My difficulty is, you know, saying no to those who are not able to come back. You know, that's the challenge, you know. Uh, in one parish that I serve, in the urban area, a lot of uh, people who belong to the migrant community, uh, you know, who turn up on a Sunday and said, why can't I enter the church? So I, I'm having to stand at the entrance and, and engage in a conversation with them. 
So like, you know, instead of letting the lay volunteers, I mean, some consolation, the priest stands there and explains to them the situation, you know, and I'm trying to think of new ways. And I can understand what Mark was saying that it's difficult for him to do it just as much as it's difficult for me. Uh, so, so, I, yeah. so, so I kind of stand at the gate and try and explain to them. And I'm trying to find new ways how to reach out to them, you know, uh, without breaking the laws uh, that have been put in place. And I think, you know, something that we just need to weather for a while. Uh, because it's something that I, I know there's a lot of frustration out there uh, for a lot of people. Uh, maybe we just need to to be patient. You know, uh, I know it's easier said than done, but you know this is something that the whole nation or the whole world needs to stand together. Uh, it's not yeah. just you know it's not just us Catholic Church or you know another religious community. It's something that we all need to stand together to fight this. You know, and I think we owe it. Uh, this is how my reflection. I, I think we owe it to 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 our frontliners who are working so hard at the beginning of the pandemic, who put their lives at stake. Uh, to to kind of like you know curb this spread to break the chain of infection. Who actually? I mean, we were all in our homes, confined into our rooms, and we were safe. We didn't need to put on PPEs and walk out there. And you know, the frontliners were fighting yeah. day and night. I think we owe it to them uh, to, to make sure that this doesn't break out again. You know, because was, they were not just putting their time. For me, it is they put their lives for us. You know, and I think we kind of owe it to them to help curb this, and we will come out of this. We will come out of this, and I think we just need to be patient and manage our frustration uh, in the light of of a, a global pandemic that's affecting us. Yeah, that's how I've been telling people. Let's let's be patient. You know, you know, and in the church, you know, even those. I know I, I've been getting some comments on my Facebook. You know, people think that some churches are having different things. You know. Every church is different. I, I keep saying that some have drive drive-in communion already. Uh, some have organized special masses for for the the, the senior citizens. Uh, some have mobilized uh, their communion ministers to to take yep. communion to one home. So so I I can speak from the priest part. I think we all are trying different ways. What works for different parish? What works for my parish may not work for HFK, you know. And what works for HFK may not work for Assumption, isn't it? I mean, so we're yeah. all trying. I mean new ways uh, into reaching out but on that right. note maybe yeah we are kind of coming up to the end of our show yeah. i want to try and bring in back uh, eliana and alicia Do, are they still with us i mean they didn't get a chance to say their piece yeah hi eliana alicia are you still with us oh I, we are still having the, the audio yeah challenges but we yeah. can hear Chloe, yeah. I think I think for Eliana and Alicia, I think their feedback is probably most likely the same as Chloe, is that, I mean, they feel that they will still return to church once they are allowed to do so. And I think you can tell from their face the excitement of being able to talk about how it's like, you know, to be able to go back to church and what they've actually been sharing during the MCO period right up to now where they're not able to attend Mass. So they're actually attending virtual Masses and probably spending time with, with the family, with the parents, going through the homily, going through the gospel. And I think, I think that's really encouraging from, from our younger population who are not able to come back to church for the time being. Yeah. Alicia, I think let's bring everyone in for, yeah, for, uh, for a... Yeah. Let's see if we can get everybody into the conversation as we... We are packed to the rafters today, Father. <laughs> yeah. 
so perhaps you know, uh, kind of a, a little roundup uh, before we 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 end our conversation this morning. Uh, maybe you know we give space to 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 Robert. Robert, uh, to the people you know who are not able to go uh, because of the restrictions. You know, what advice would you give them? I mean, you have been involved in church for many years. Mark in church as a little boy. So literally, you must be one of the pillars of HFK. What would you, what would you say to you know, those who are 17 above? What would your advice be to them? For those uh, above 70, I hope the day will come very soon. Those who are well, who can attend, should be allowed by the health ministry and so the, the church will have to follow. But if for me, if I am not well, I must Sorry. be responsible and I will not attend the, the church mass. So I have to be responsible to myself and to the others. So if I am fully healthy or I'm not in danger, to myself or to others, then I should be allowed to to attend mass. Then on the other point is uh, about the fears I mentioned. Father has just mentioned that many have expressed the the uh, what you call the happiness or, or whatever it is to stay online. I I only worry after staying online, shopping, shopping to different churches, we get used to it. We don't need the church. That's what I was talking about, the fears. And uh, Jonathan has given the figure of Kajang. 80% uh, who register don't even turn up. But there are so many others who are not there. So, uh, I think it's 20% who don't turn up. 80% turn 20. up, 20% yeah. don't turn 80% up. 80% turn up. So the church is still not full with 370. So my my, my point is, uh, we be careful, of course, we, we take care of our health, but we hope one day we, we, we win the war. We win the war and we, we will be allowed to go back. We will. Thanks, Uncle Robert. We will. Glenn and Gino, any any final words of encouragement to the people who are listening this morning? Father, yeah, um, I, I just want to tell Uncle Robert firstly uh, that that day will be comes will be very soon when we have we can have everyone back, our children, uh, our uh, uh, those our who are in the you know elder groups, uh, and and I believe there is um, you know, and I'm sure we all know that. The vaccine will be out soon, I, and I know that they're working very hard on that. And um, uh, hopefully, we, we we have it for uh, uh, this year, uh, if not at least by early next year, so that everyone can come back and we can have some form of uh, normality as how we was before uh, we started this whole COVID nineteen. Yeah, because uh, you know, as much as we can watch online masses all around the world. It's our own community that we need the most in times of need. You know, your your own VC, your own church members, you know, they're there for you. Uh, I miss that. Yeah, I miss the hugs. <laughs> so hopefully, by God's grace, everything will be fine soon. And yeah. Yeah. 
Patrick and Hazel? Yeah, I would just want to do a shout out to all, all those people who are volunteering uh, a week after week, within a week, all the different parish, uh, the people who are volunteering there have done a lot of good work. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, Hazel and Patrick. Um, I think we've got Father. We've got a message from from our two little ones who were not able to to speak. Sure. So they've actually sent a message. They said that they do miss the mass because they're not able to receive the body of Christ, um, and they do miss that they are not able to see their friends. But fortunately, that the parish that they are in, uh, their Sunday school teacher is currently having online classes. Uh, but not everyone is attending it. And sometimes my younger sister would disturb me during the class. But all said and done, they've actually shared that they attend the, the children mass by the Singapore Catholic Church. There is a short praise and worship before mass. And then we attend our online Sunday school. So that's actually coming um, from Eliana and Alicia. Amazing, amazing. Chloe, what would you like to say to, to, to your friends? Mm -hmm. I want... I want to go back to church to receive the Eucharist. Amazing. So that's our hope. So we have heard the hope for the future. You know, uh, these are the ones that, that will come back. Uh, Mark, uh, you want to make a shout out for volunteers in the different churches? I know every church is struggling. You know, yeah, you want to be a volunteer. Uh, what, what would you recommend yeah. them to do? <laughs> uh, I think I think that definitely a big shout out to all the volunteers. Uh, I know volunteering is always a thankless job, but know that uh, God has called us to do this. It's definitely God's calling, you know. And I think it's a, a very noble uh, for all volunteers to answer God's call. Uh, I would also actually like to thank uh, our family members. Actually, a lot of things you don't see behind the scene. Like for me to be able to volunteer in mass, uh, my wife. Uh, has to stay back and look after our kid. So I think a lot of sacrifice happens on the back as well. So, you know, so I think I want to big shout out to my wife, Nicole. <laughs> you know, I think the family members also uh, supporting these volunteers also are very, very important because uh, every week we have to be there and somebody definitely has to hold on the phone at home as well. And because of that, uh, my wife is not able to attend mass as well because we have a kid at home. So I think not just the volunteers, but I think the family who are supporting the volunteers as well, uh, you know, thank you very much. I continue to encourage more and more people to volunteer so that at least we have enough uh, volunteers to go around. And yeah, uh, and thank you for your patience as well. <laughs> and know that we definitely want everybody back in church, la, definitely. Uh, and I mean, I just want to say, you know, like even for me as a priest, I mean, I mean, a lot of the responsibility or the, the not so nice things are always said to the priests, you know. Uh, but we, actually, we, we really can't move if there are no volunteers. You know, this is the time we really recognize that, you know, as much as we would like to do many things. Uh, so, so, Mark, you, you represent the volunteers, you know, that have been helping, you know, just to say thank you to all the volunteers. Uh, and yeah. if our listeners out there, if you would like to volunteer, and I think you should try and find ways, you know, to find, to help your parish, uh, do volunteer. Because, you know, there's a lot of things to be done before the church reopens. Uh, yeah, to welcome right, a community, you know. I mean, a lot of people just see they come to church and they see the church ready, everything. But 
behind the scene, there were lots of people who had been working very hard to get that organized. You know, so if you are thinking, you know, if you would like to volunteer, uh, please do volunteer. Uh, yeah, Jonathan. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think we have uh, some final words that uh, Patrick and Hazel would like to actually chip in before we we sign off. Other, Patrick and Hazel. I think there is. Uh, yeah, uh, is, can you hear me now? Yes. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes, yes. we can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a silver lining on every cloud. Uh. So uh, this this pandemic uh, pre presents a huge opportunity to ECs to really um, uh, get together in, in smaller groups and uh, to connect with each other. Uh, our VC has actually done that quite a bit uh, during the, the earlier part of the MCO. And also for parish groups, um, a number of parish groups have actually gone online and uh, um, done their programs, their formations uh, online. And already uh, goes beyond borders. Some of them actually go uh, quite across borders. And that really helps uh, uh, bring the faith to and encouragement to, to one another. So. Uh, Shout out to, to these two groups of people, you know, to the BEC members. Uh, uh, let's reach out back to the BECs and, and help us support one another. And also to, to those in the parish uh, ministry groups, you know. Yep. Thanks, Never thanks. ever I agree with that. going to church. Yeah. So on behalf of uh, Catholics at Home, uh, thank you everyone. Thank you for being part of this Thank you, discussion. Father. Thank you to all of our uh, guests. If you would like to see the, the survey, the results of the survey done by Holy Family Kajang, I believe, Jonathan, it will go on social media at some point. Yes, it will be It will be going on social media. We're working with Catholics at home to put up the results. But in the meantime, you can actually follow us, uh, both Holy Family Kajang as well as Catholic at Home. We are actually on YouTube, Facebook, as well as Telegram for Holy Family Kajang. You can actually find us there um, and we will be putting up the results there in the coming weeks. Yeah. Just a little preview, uh, our preview of, of next Saturday, our live show. Uh, we have priest, a Malaysian priest, uh, who is uh, a missionary in, in Africa. Uh, very often you hear uh, a Malaysian uh, the comfort of home and luxury uh, and spring in, in Africa. Next Saturday we'll have him uh, on our show, so do, do look out uh, for notice. Uh, I would like to encourage you to subscribe uh, to to our Facebook channels or our YouTube channel so that you get your notification uh, to know that uh, we are on. So there are two, just to remind all our listeners, there are two things on Friday night at 9.30 p.m. We have the peace and worship session with our young people. Uh, if you know, if you are part of a parish group, uh, you would like to praise God, uh, do drop us a line uh, on our Facebook uh, and we'll give you a call and then you can be part of that praise and worship experience to share with the, all others online uh, and, and our Saturday live show. Uh, we are on, as Jonathan mentioned, we are on Facebook, uh, we are on YouTube. Uh, you can also find us on Spotify, uh, Catholics at Home. Uh, so these are the channels that, so do look out for us. Uh, if you would like to help us in any way also, do, do, do drop us a note. Uh, so on behalf of Catholics at Home uh, and Holy Family, uh, the social media team, uh, we'd like to wish everyone a, a blessed weekend. Thank you for joining us. 
Uh, and Thank we look forward, to, to, everyone. Look forward to, to seeing you uh, in our future podcast. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Have a Thank good Sunday. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in.